today, we're going to talk about the, the deeper love. The deep love that you have with your closest and dearest friends, your closest and dearest family members. Love that originates from the heart of God. So, um, if you would just allow me today to just tell you some things about what God is teaching me about love, I would appreciate that because I don't have to rewrite my sermon. So we're just going to um, be with one another in my story, if that's okay. So as I begin, let's just pause and pray. Father, would your message be heard today? Jesus, may you be honored. And Spirit, may you stir our hearts this morning. Amen. Amen. Okay. So as we find ourselves here on New Year's Eve, I'm going to ask you a very serious question. Has anybody felt like this year just flew by so fast? Oh my goodness. I think I say that every year, but this year in particular just screamed by. Super jam-packed, fast-paced, with a lot of unexpected things. Did anything unexpected happen to you in 2023? Probably. I'll tell you some things that were unexpected for me. Um, I certainly did not expect to be living in Lewis County in 2023. I didn't expect to transition out of my 20-year teaching school career to this full-time role as kids and family pastor. I didn't expect to move away from our, our children, our adult children. They were supposed to move away from me, right? Who knew that, you know, parents could leave the nest and move to Centralia? That's the thing, you know. Let's see, some other things I didn't expect. I, I didn't expect to be welcomed so quickly here at Cooks Hill. Um, Lance and I have just been humbled by your kindness and your quickness of just befriending us, and you have welcomed us well. So thankful. We are so thankful for that. I didn't expect to join a Cooks Hill small group that had such fun people who enjoy snacks as much as I do. And by the way, we're talking about fasting in our group in the month of January, so we had all the fun snacks. We got those out of the way. Oh, my goodness. Another thing. Another thing I didn't expect was to have so much fun at work. Now that I am here full time, I get to have so much fun. So I'm not only with your kids and grandkids in the back um, for Sunday mornings, I also get to hang out here several days a week with the toddler open gym. And that's where moms from the community bring their kids and I set up a whole bunch of toys and we play and we just have fun, fun, fun. I think Pastor Emily called me the pastor of fun. That's kind of true. I like that. I'll take that title. Let's see, another unexpected thing oh staff meetings 
I look forward to staff meetings here at Cooks Hill. Now, Lance can tell you that I am not a meeting person. I hate meetings. I don't know if you're with me on that. But I need you to know that here at Cooks Hill, we are so blessed with an amazing team. Pastor Emily, top notch. Nicole, top notch. Pastor Vicki, top notch. Melody, leading the daycare, top notch. All our volunteers here at Cooks Hill, amazing. But I love coming to staff meetings. We have them on Monday afternoons. We have a lot of fun together. We pray. We learn and we lead together. Now, another thing I did not expect was the emotion of leaving the familiar. Familiar people you love, familiar conversations, familiar places. Um, you you kind of know what I'm talking about, probably. You know, your friends your faith community, the conversations you have after church, the folks you get together with for coffee or, you know, go out to lunch with, you know, where you get to ask them, how is it really with your soul? And you get to pray with them. And it's because of this theme of love that I feel that loss. I feel that those deep and close relationships um, circumstances and, and, and things in my life. They've been knitted together in my story with love, in love. And I didn't expect the emotion of leaving those things. You know, God displayed his love for me in all those places, at my, at my workplace, at, in my family routines, um, in our church community, our faith community. Why would I change any of that? And why would God want me to change any of that? He was the one who was teaching me all those intricacies of love. Have you ever asked the why question to God? Why, God? Have you? Come on. Yeah. Why, God? Why is this happening why do I have to go through this? Why do things have to change? Or why do things have to change this way? And in these past few months of transitioning to Cook's Hill, I believe, I believe it with my whole heart, that Jesus wanted to give me more and different opportunities to love other people. And... He wanted to give me more and different opportunities to receive love. So the Holy Spirit began to work in my heart and Lance's heart um, to whisper to us, to nudge us, to tap us on the shoulder and say, I want you to take a risk. I want you to take a risk of love. I have a new direction for you. I love you. I want you to trust me. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. And I wish I could tell you that was a, a quick and easy decision. And yes, God, it would be great. But I had a lot of questions. You know? Transitioning here, um, 
was kind of a risky thing for me in vulnerability. Um, vulnerable to a new congregation, vulnerable to new people, to new environments, to a new community. But I love Jesus, and I'm a Jesus girl. And if Jesus is about love, then making the decision to move here was a risk of love that I was willing to take. Questions like, would we find friends? You know, how is this going to turn out? What's my job going to look like? But I kept continually hearing God's voice. I love you. Trust me. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. All right, I can deal with that. And maybe you have parts of your story where God has asked you to take a risk, a risk of love, or a risk for love. And I would love to hear your stories, and I love coffee too, so, you know, maybe we could get together, and, and I would love to hear your story of maybe some of those risks you've taken for love. Now, this morning, we're going to look at a story in Scripture where the first thing that popped into my mind when I was thinking about love and taking the risk of love is a woman called Ruth. Ruth is this amazing person. Um, she has a book written about her in the Old Testament. And the account of Ruth that we're going to, um, we're going to essentially walk through her, her life this morning Ruth has a mother-in-law, Naomi, and Naomi is a widow. Um, not only is she a widow, but then her two adult sons die, and she is just distraught. And her daughters-in-law um, want to accompany Naomi back to her homeland of Judah, but Naomi says, no, I want you to stay here with your parents. So I want you to read this with me so we can kind of get this idea of Ruth's risk of love, this choice that she made. So Ruth chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab to live there. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malan and Killian also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to me, kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. 
Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand had, has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Wow. Ruth is going to take a risk, a risk of love, by going with Naomi back to Israel from her familiar home in Moab not knowing the outcome, traveling in a strange land with unfamiliar people. How is she going to be treated coming in as an outsider? Will she and her mother-in-law, Naomi, make it? How is it going to turn out? I'm sure she was asking all these questions. I'm sure she was going to miss the familiar, the familiar people, the familiar places, miss those places and things, but God was with her, and I believe she made this decision out of love, and if you know this story, the Moabite woman, Ruth, the widow, will eventually meet a godly Israelite man named Boaz, and he was from the tribe of Judah. I want you to keep this in your mind. Boaz from the tribe of Judah. And like I said, we don't have time to read through all four chapters. There's only four. So today or this week, go back and read it out of the Old Testament book of Ruth. It's amazing. But we're going to finish up with Ruth chapter 4. I want to wrap up her story. So the people in the town speak to Boaz. And they tell him this. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. The Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. 
May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Ruth made this decision to take a risk, a risk of love, and it changed the trajectory of her life and Naomi's life and of her entire family. In fact, Ruth's risk of love changed history. Now, we're just coming off Christmas, right? We're coming off Christmas. I want you to hear this next part of scripture and how this story of Ruth's risk ties into Christmas. And what we're going to read is from Matthew chapter 1. And the first part is going to be really boring, I just got to say. I'm only going to read the first chunk. But I want you to listen for the connection. This is from Matthew chapter 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram. Are you bored yet? Ram, the father of Abinadab, Abinadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Skip to the end, please. Elihud, the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Methan, Methan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Wow. That risk of love that Ruth made changed history all the way down to Jesus being born. Can you just hear God whisper to to Ruth, I love you, trust me, I will be with you. And it makes me think what I heard God whisper to me, I want you to take this risk and go to Cook's Hill. I love you, don't be afraid, trust me. But what about you? What might the risk of love look like for you? You know, for some of us, it might look like texting, calling, or writing a letter of forgiveness to someone who didn't ask for it. And you do it. That's a risk. It's a risk of love. Maybe inviting someone to church, coworker, friend, neighbor. That could be a risk of love. A risk for love. Maybe... It's severing a relationship that is toxic 
and unhealthy so it can set you on the right path to an emotionally healthy life. That's a risk of love. How about, how about joining a small group where you can be known by other people in positive relationship? That's a risk of love. Offering a meal, a jacket, or even a smile to someone who is unhoused, that's a risk of love. When you don't know where else to turn and you are at your wit's end and you ask for help, that's a risk of love. Taking time just to listen to someone who needs to listen. That's a risk of love. And so saying yes to God's nudge or God's whisper or his tap on the shoulder, sometimes we might be asked to take a risk, a risk of love. And I hope that as we kind of launch into 2024 tomorrow, that we would just be open to what the Holy Spirit whispers in our ear so we can take a risk of love. And we're going to close with a prayer. It's going to be on the screen. I'd like us to read it together. It was written by a poet named Ted Loder. And this is just how we're going to end our service today. Would you say this prayer with me? Oh God, this is a hard time a season of confusion, a frantic rush to fill my closets, my schedule, and my mind, only to find myself empty. Give me hope, Lord, and remind me of your steady power and gracious purposes that I may live fully. Renew my faith that the earth is not destined for dust and darkness, but for frolicking life and deep joy. That being set free for the future, I may take the risks of love today. Amen. Amen. May it be so.